0: Black House on the corner. Hey, I'm only going to do like a 15, 20 minute deal here because I don't have a lot of time. And I haven't dropped a podcast in a minute. So we're going to do that. Uh, check us out Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, all those awesome places. And also on Amazon, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. So I'm going to drop a new segment. Oh, I'm going to set my computer on this thing. Hopefully it doesn't screw anything up. It's so soft. Uh, I'm going to do a new segment. Where it's either just me, or it's it's me and Jessica, or right now it's just me. So I'm gonna share my thoughts with you, and I got some a bunch of different topics that I want to talk about, and maybe get these out there so people can think about them. I can get some feedback. That's mostly what I'm looking for. I'm looking for people who know more than me to tell me I'm up in the night, or to tell me, hey, you're onto something. Let's dive into that a little more. That's what I'm looking for. Is To bring up some topics and then have some people say, yo, I listened to that one. That was really good. Uh, Things like that. So we're going to see how this goes. uh, I've talked a lot about some of these topics in the past. And I I think what I've jotted down, you know, some some topics that I've been talking about, like the scale. You talk about the scale, the one to ten. On your verbal communication and how people perceive you with your demeanor, with your actions, with your words, uh, not so much a, a verbal comp- or a physical conflict, but it's a verbal conflict. and the scale thing is like it's really opened my mind to how I address people and how people perceive me and how people receive the messages that I transmit, whether it's verbally if it's just body language if it's just how i hold myself or i carry myself uh we, we yesterday we had to take the kids to the dentist and we picked them up checked them out took them to the dentist and we grabbed lunch the kids were super happy teeth were pretty good and then we walked back into the school to check them back in at the in the lobby at the front desk and I was just standing there behind my wife and the, the kids were in front of her and she was signing them in and I was just kind of standing there, not saying anything, just being still. And there's like three or four ladies in the front office of the school and they all kind of looked at me and I could tell I was making them nervous. And one of them finally looked at me and she was like, um, do you need help or are you being helped or what, what do you need? And I looked at her, I was like, oh, I'm with these guys. And they were like, oh, oh okay, Whew, that makes sense. And I said, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I know I don't look like I belong with them, but they some somehow claim me. And I walked out of the school with my wife and the kids went back to class. And I thought, and I didn't even said to Jess, I was like, I didn't mean to make them uncomfortable, but I felt it. Like I felt like they were uncomfortable. I didn't mean to make them, uh, like it was almost like a, I was getting like a, f- scared vibe. And you know, when you, when I talk about the scale, I'm, I, I didn't say a word. I I had zero communication with any of them in that instance, but I could sense that they were uncomfortable just with me standing there, not saying anything. And I don't know if it's cause I'm awkward or if it's because I'm super scary at five foot nine or something was going through my head and I was mean mugging them because it was like something in my head that was giving me some sort of a persona that I was upset or angry. I I don't know, but it was, it was interesting because I didn't realize that I was (laughs) utilizing that scale without even saying anything like I'm calm. I'm not speaking and I'm just standing there kind of zoned out. And then I start feeling their, their nerves or their anxiety or their tension or or whatever I was feeling fear or uncomfortableness at the least. And I started thinking, Oh, I'm on like a six right now on some sort of demeanor scale. And I probably need to dial it back. And so I made like some jokes to kind of lighten the mood. Like, Oh no, they, I'm, I know I don't look like I belong with these guys, but they claim me. And you know, I give the kids hugs and told them, love them and we'll see you after school. And that was it. But it was really interesting. Like Jess, Jess told me, she was like, you don't realize that like a lot of times when you just stand there and you look the way you do, or I have a, a look on my face that I carry sometimes that can be even more intimidating than me saying something. And I'm really trying to work on being more calculated, more calm in certain situations in my life and trying to make sure that if I'm going to say something, that it's something that is worth saying and something that is um, a, a real opinion of mine or fact. And so I'm trying to kind of slow down and help myself work through the thoughts that I have because a lot of times the things in my head I don't understand myself and so I try and work through it before I'm going to share it with anybody. That's why I have my computer up and I have these five or six topics that I've written notes on because it's hard for me to to understand what's going on through my head and it's hard for me to kind of filter out of my mouth without sounding like a crazy person or a psycho or you know, uh mentally unstable human being, even though sometimes, you know, that might might be true. And, and, and I'm working on that. Right. Uh, but yeah, so uh, I've talked a lot about that scale one to 10 of verbally being verbally calm and then getting on that scale, you know, a, a 10 is verbally assaulting someone. Um, and I didn't realize that that can also translate with body language and demeanor and just mere presence. You know, when police officers show up, there's a lot of guys who say and it's not true but there's a lot of people who say you know a police officer showing up on scene to something in and of itself is a use of force right cuz we're an authority or we have the ability to uh arrest people if we see probable cause to do so and so that in and of itself us being present is is a use of force in and of itself and so sometimes on that scale even my demeanor in that uh school lobby was a use of not force, but it was like a, a use of, of what well, created uncomfortableness for people because I just stood there and looked the way I do. Um, and, and I'm working on, I'm working on that. I, uh, this happened yesterday. So obviously didn't do a very good job then, but at the same time, it's like, how many do I have to walk into every room and, 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 show up with a big ass smile on my face and tell people, Hey, I'm here. Barney, the dinosaur goddamn Teletubby. So people are, are comfortable with me or do I need to walk around in my care bear outfit the whole time? So people like immediately have a smile on their face. Like, Oh, that's so cool. You're a care bear. It's not even Halloween. Are you crazy? Like, I just, I don't know how to, how to work through that. So, uh, like day by day, I'm trying to get through it. You know, and when I talk about this scale, I've I've written down some things here. Like my wife and kids have taken the brunt of, of some of those days when I'm on, when they perceive me as like a seven or eight, which, you know, I've talked about this in the past, but it's, it's kind of, it's shameful in my eyes because seven or eight or nine or even a 10 should only be reserved for those moments when my words are not working and a physical confrontation is about to happen, you know, and that should only happen at work or in super, very, very extreme circumstances that people don't normally find themselves in or sometimes people don't find themselves in in their, their entire lives. They don't have that, that moment when they have to put hands on people or, or use physical violence to uh, survive something. Um, but sometimes I feel like when I'm in like a seven or eight on this scale of verbal um, confrontation, it, I, I feel like I'm totally, I mean, you know, I'm in total control. I'm, I'm pissed if I'm a seven or eight and I know I'm at a seven or eight. I know I'm pissed. I know that it's, uh, it's something that has enraged me and something that I'm super angry about, but I feel, and maybe I'm wrong, but I feel in control and I feel like I can still gauge my reactions and I'm not code black as we call it in law enforcement where you just, everything goes dark and you black out, but you're still alive and you're destroying, you know, relationships or things like that. So when I'm at a seven or eight, I feel like I'm in total control and I can uh, figure out how to communicate at that level. And I might be totally wrong. who, Who fucking knows? I might totally have this, out of whack. And people are like, dude, you have no control when you're a seven or eight, but I feel like I do, but I shouldn't have to get to a seven or eight very often in my life. And that's kind of the point of that is I need to be able to figure out how to get down into the twos and threes and stay there. And, you know, we talk about, I've talked about leadership a little bit and I want to dive into leadership a lot more, but when we talk about leadership, there is no reason why anyone as a leader should ever have to raise their voice, and I'm guilty of this, and I'm not saying that I've not done this. I am guilty of raising my voice um guys that have worked for and with me that they, they know like no, no, you get pissed and and that's that's not good leadership that's that is throwing a temper tantrum because you don't know how to control it, and you don't know how to see things objectively and apply the right lessons to the right situations so that your guys can learn and then trust you to come back to you in the next go around when they have to learn some more. Um, also working on that, like it's, these are all things I'm just working on myself cause I suck at most of them. So, um, but I also think there's times when I'm enraged and I'm probably at like an 11 or 12, uh, and people who know of the scale, they think, dude, the only goes to 10. Why the fuck are you at an 11 or 12? Right. And they're looking at me like, dude, you've lost it. You know, in those, in those moments, sometimes in my head, this, this kind of alarm goes off and a voice along with it says, fucking test me. Like, give me a reason. Like I'm at my, my max now. And the next step is let's see who wins a fight. And you know, that's, that's the violence inside of me that I have to really kind of control and kind of figure out how to not ever get there unless, you know, it's absolutely necessary, like life or death situation. Right. Um, yeah, sometimes I think when, uh, when I feel like I'm at 11 or 12, that's the person that people see when they perceive me at like a six or a seven and they think I've totally jumped off the grid and I've totally lost my way in a moment because they perceive me at like a seven or eight. But I'm really down at like a four or five and I know I'm in control, but they have no faith that I have control in it. And so it's, it's scary. And I've been told a lot of times, like, dude, you're scary when you get mad. And, and I've tried, I've tried to regulate that and I'm trying not to, to, you know, expose my kids and my family to that because it's, it's not fair. And it's, it's absolutely wrong to, to treat anybody like that, especially people that you love the most. Um, so I'm working on that. Like I'm, I'm working on uh, taking all the information in before I react and, uh, learning from Maz when he talks about assume good intent, you know, if somebody does something to us, it's, and I forget this every day and I have to be reminded my wife and I talk about it quite a bit and it's, I forget that assume good intent. Like if somebody does something or they say something or they send you a text message or they have a question about something and they're just confused about something or they see something that you've done that they, they might not agree with. Just assume that they're, they're coming at you with good intentions, not with hate and malice. And if you can just kind of switch your mind frame and if I need to do this, if I could just switch my mind frame of guys coming at me with, you know, a big conflict and he's questioning me on things that I've said, if I would dial it back and assume that he's coming at me with good intentions or that person wants me to learn something and help me, I think then the rest of the conversation can go really well. But if you immediately think, "Oh, this motherfucker's coming at me to fight," or he wants to say this and that about me, or say this and that about something I did or said, then if I don't have the idea of it, we'll assume good intent. Let's let's see where his what his real intentions are. If his real intentions are, I want to help you, then take that, take the hand, take the, the extended hand and and get some help. Um, now along those along those same lines If if you assume good intent and then they show their true colors that they have no good intent and they're just trying to beat you up well then maybe just separate yourself from that person because they're not really there to help you they're there to prove their point right um so assume good intent and then go directly to the source go to the source and figure out yo why did this happen or what can we do to remedy this? You and I are the ones that are directly involved in this. Can we figure out a way to, to come to a resolution and a solution on this? And, um, hopefully both parties are willing to work at it and work together and then find all the facts from the, from the source that you're assuming good intent with. And then once you have all those facts, then you can make your decision. And, and at the end of it, you don't have to agree. You don't have to come to the same conclusion as the other person. You can just base your own decision and take the proper steps for yourself at that point. But it's a lot easier to go down that road of assuming good intent than it is to come after somebody or get super defensive. My wife and I, we talked about this lately and like we're, we're we're defensive people. She and I for sure are defensive people, but I think society is very defensive and it's, uh, I credit it to, to, A lot of the bullshit that happens on social media and the the way we can just click our little keyboards and jump on people and make people feel stupid or judge people and throw out hate to everybody. And it's, uh, I I think it's created a lot of defensiveness in us. It's not, we're not willing to accept people as easily as we probably used to be because we're always on the defense of, oh shit, I'm going to post this, uh, I'm going to post this picture on Instagram or I'm going to post this ad on Instagram or Facebook or TikTok, And I'm afraid people are going to judge me. Why, why did we go there? Why can't we just say, fuck off and said, I enjoy doing this. I enjoy doing podcasts. I'm going to put shit on podcasts that people might not agree with, but it helps me communicate. It helps me get things off my chest. It helps other people come into this blue room with me and they get to talk about things that help them and that can help other people. Um, why can't we accept it for that instead of getting defensive about stupid shit that doesn't matter? Um, you know, I was, I was, I was going through, I've I've gone through a, a few things in the last six to eight months personally that have kind of tested me, um, testing me whether or not tested the, the my will to either level up or stay status quo or, downgrade a little bit. And I think about a year ago, I decided, you know what, I'm going to start, I'm going to start doing things that that helps myself and my family level up and progress on an incline, um, and keep getting better. And a lot of that for me is just communicating. And that's why I started this podcast was to help me communicate and help others communicate and then document the stories that people have had and, and understand what police officers go through and, and, and what normal people go through. And, um, as I've started to level up and I've, I've told myself and I put it out to the universe that, Hey, I'm ready to go. I didn't realize that when I said, Hey, I'm ready to go. I'm going to start bringing on some obstacles along the way. I'm going to bring on some, uh, some bumps in the road. You know, you can't level up without going through some shit first. And that's kind of where I'm at right now with with this level up process is uh, I'm definitely going to be leveling up in a way that we're going to go through some shit. And that's the only way to get there. And I have, you know, with with the youth football thing, everybody here that listens should have at least a glimpse of, you know, had some shit go on with the youth football thing. And it didn't go well this year. And, and you know, I'm, I learned from it. Uh, I feel like I'm better for it. It's helped me. I've opened my eyes to a lot of different things. I also went through some shit. I got questioned about some stuff at work Um, and trying to work through that and make sure that I'm still comfortable with who I am and and what I stand for. And, and, you know, they've been, been tough, tough things for me to get over, but I know that it's only going to make me better. It's going to make me stronger. and, 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 and I'm working on it. I think it's, I think it's important for us. If we're going to level up, we're going to level up through adversity. We're not going to level up because somebody handed it to us. And part of me leveling up is when Mike Capello, I'll call your name out again, Mike Capello. When he mentioned this scale thing to me, it was a moment for me to level up, you know, it was God or whoever you believe in set Mike Capello next to me that day. And he said that in the moment that I needed to hear it. And, uh, it's changed the way I look at things, changed the way I've approached life. And I'm, I'm grateful for it. Grateful for him. And I'm grateful that he <clears throat> shared that with me because it absolutely has helped me a ton. And I hope it's helped other people as well. So um, anyway, this will be the first segment of a few of thinking with Nate out loud. Good luck. You're going to find yourselves wondering if I'm crazy or not, but um, there's gonna be short segments of so about 20 minute, 25 minute episodes. But again, check us out on, uh, Check us out on Where are we at? Shit Apple Podcasts Spotify Amazon Music You can check us out on TikTok, Facebook Instagram LinkedIn We're all over the place Trying to Trying to grow this This podcast Uh, If you have thoughts On things that you'd like to hear If you have thoughts On this segment of The scale And, and egos And And uh, How we can level up um, Send me a message On Instagram or Facebook And say yo I, I have an idea And if you want to talk Come and talk i'd love to have people come in here and and share their wisdom with me because i'm I'm definitely not the smartest guy in the world so i appreciate you for listening um this is black house on the corner and uh stay tuned for more more segments appreciate you black house on the corner